Coming up on today's show, we take a deep dive into the top 10 mistakes people make planning for retirement. A new survey was just released for advisors just to find out what they see the most common mistakes people make and we'll offer some tips to avoid them. Welcome in to Your Retirement Untangled with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Welcome to Your Retirement Untangled. Andrew Nida, Moise Param here at Asset Management Group, where our goal every single week is to bring good quality information, truth and facts about finance to ensure that you are listeners, viewers of our TV show, listeners of our radio show, supporters of our firm, get the information that is required to make the right decision on your personal financial well-being. That's the key of our show every single week. Always trying to bring you uh, some good uh, storylines. And of course, over the first start of 2023, uh, there's a lot happening. There's a lot to keep up with, kind of a continuation to 2022. But I know one thing that has not continued, at least at the current present moment is that is uh, a negative return so <laughs> uh it's been yeah. you know it's nice it's nice to have a little relief in the markets mo yeah yeah i mean 2022 people want to put that besides uh, behind them and 23 has really given us the uh a really good jump start and catalyst to the year you know uh, i think all major indices are, are up for the most part and so um yeah i mean we're getting a little bit of uh of um you know, kind of a little payback, right, for everything that we've lost last year. At least temporarily. You At know? least temporarily, that's and, right. And, and you know, I think one of the, obviously, a big supporting uh, bit of information that's driving the markets is just the idea that possibly we're starting to see some evidence of the inflation number to come down. You know, that's that's been the narrative. I know probably many of you listeners out there, you're like, I'm so sick and tired of hearing about inflation uh, because it's it's the topic being discussed in the financial world. Um, but you know, we're starting to see what CPI numbers over a week ago came out and yeah, 6.5%. Yeah. 6.5, which is what it's on trend, right? It's on trend, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's on trend and, um, it's all good signs, right? We're, we're seeing some relief at the, the gas stations. Uh, I think airline, uh, airline prices have gone down. Airline prices have gone down. Uh, the cost of used cars have decreased as well. So, you know, we're seeing a little bit of reprieve there, but like you said before, Andrew, on a, one of our other shows, you know, I think our clients and you out there, you, you want to be, you want to see the relief at the grocery stores. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, my, my first statement would be for you guys in a year like last year, year like 2023 so far, you're going to see the, the market move dramatically in relation to the information that it receives. And don't, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Don't be over optimistic when the market goes through the roof and don't be uh, overly depressed when the market corrects and has a negative reaction to the news that we're provided. I think, I think, remember, you know, from an investment standpoint, we'll talk about investment strategies and stuff like that, maybe a little bit later in the show, but you got to be able to consistently navigate the volatility of the market. So you need to make sure you have an investment plan in place. That is absolutely key. Um, but like you take what's happened here at the first start of this year, the CPI numbers come out, uh, what they were at 6.5 and, and basically investors, or at least the general market is saying, oh, this is fantastic news. We're in the right direction. And so everything becomes very viable and, and optimistic, maybe with probably the assumption that the feds could slow it down a little bit, but what you're saying, Mo, is true, and that is that the information that we're provided oftentimes, especially here, is a macro number. It's a number that's really pulled and maybe even overweighted to some extent by drivers of the economy that that are important, 
Okay. Absolutely. Right. Fuel, very important, the cost of fuel. But but it takes a while for all of that to trickle down through the grocery store and hit the price of eggs. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just an interesting point here. But eggs, for instance, surged 11 percent. Uh, throughout the month of December, eleven percent, eleven percent, and listen, listen to this. Uh, we got butter, two point three, cheese, point five, vegetables at one point two, tomatoes at four point two, lettuce at four percent, potatoes at one point eight. So, so a lot of the things that affect our listeners of our show, our clients, listen, affect Andrew Nida's household. Right. Okay, is is we're not yet seeing those price items decrease. Um, the price of services still through the roof. Uh, the wage pressure is still super high. And so is it good information? Yes. Are we at the finish line? No. no. And, and I'll remind you of, uh, of something that I think is very important to remember. And that is that, you know, when the feds are uh, trying to fight against inflation, historically, it's a multi-year project, you know, and of course, we've said it many times uh, the the Federal Reserve they basically view retreating too soon as their biggest potential mm. error. Okay. Yeah. So I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So good information is good information, right? Yeah. Good information. But, is good but information. let's not uh, let's just keep grinding. Take it, appreciate it, enjoy it, and let's get right back to the grindstone. That's right. That's right. And that's one. Of, I think this the conversation of inflation goes back to one of the mistakes that. Uh, financial advisors have said that their clients are making when it comes to retirement planning is underestimating the impact of inflation, um, especially when, when you start thinking about having a retirement season of, you know, 20, 25 years. If you're not really looking at the just the long term impact of the way inflation can erode or even evaporate your assets over time, that's the big mistake you have to think about. You know, just think about these numbers. If inflation is an average of 3% a year for, uh, for say over 25 years, your purchasing dollar falls by 50%. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think one of the things that people think about when they look at their investments, they look at um, returns, but they don't really look at what, what I would say is nominal returns. And that's your returns uh, adjusted for inflation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think a close second to that Mo would be underestimating how long you'll live. Yeah. Because those two things go together, inflation and life expectancy. Like those two things definitely relate to each other for one's ability to be successful. It always cracks me up. We do, we do these, uh, me and Mo travel around, okay, and get the opportunity to speak and just basically in an educational format, we, we do it for institutions and for school systems and for uh, just the general public. And we're educating on topics and, and to, to pull out this whole life expectancy statement that people underestimate how long they're going to live. When you ask the question why people start Social Security early, I feel like like, you know, 60 percent of the room is like I started benefits at 62, you know, and because I didn't you know, I didn't expect to live long. And like, you know, the average age in some of these rooms are like 73. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> it wasn't a good decision. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, because just they misunderstood, miscalculated. Yeah, I mean, listen, you'll never know. Right. For mm-hmm. sure. But. But uh, I think there's some good, at least stats about life expectancy that we could point out. Yeah, I mean, for, you know, for females, the average 65-year-old can expect to live to age 86 and her counterpart, the male, can live to age 83. Uh, And however, there's like a 50% chance that at least one of them will live to the age of 90. So you're talking about, you know, mid-80s to 90s on an average. 
So, you know, there are those that, you know, if you're, if, you know, obviously everyone's gene pool is a little different, but if you're just going blindly thinking that your life expectancy is going to be cut short. And so that's, that's one of the main drivers to decisions you make, whether it's um, filing for social security, uh, the decisions you make with your pension elections. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're just taking a, a wild guess and shortening your life expectancy, you may be, you know, <laughs> underestimating the impact that does to your retirement plan. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you obviously I would say the best goal to have is to expect to have a healthier, longer life plan for that. And then of course, if the good Lord calls you home sooner then nothing else really matters. Right. Right. I think that's, I think that's the mentality I would have anyway, if I was at retirement. So what about another one? Overestimating investment income. Listen to this, David Goodsell, who runs the Natixa center for investor insight says it's common for savers to follow rules of thumb such as I need a million dollars to retire or, you know, I could bet on this uh, 4% rule. Oh, give, yeah. give me $40,000 a year planning for retirement should be, should be fine. Right. Retire is 65, 4%. I think this is probably more for like the do it yourselfer out there. Uh, I think it, well, I think advisors get lazy too. Yeah. And advisors, uh, you know, can oftentimes get caught building a, building a plan and just the do it every day type mentality without really thinking about all the intricacies that could affect one's ability to stay retired. Uh, and they can buy into these lies, but, but let's just be honest. It's not flipping true, right? It's not true. That's right. You know, you want to retire the start of year 2022 and you want to buy into the 4% rule and your million dollars of investments. You put your million dollars at, at the start of January of 2022. You take your $40,000 out throughout the year and let's see how successful you'll be, you'll be in year 2023. And Lord willing, 2023 turns around. But if it doesn't, you're definitely on a path to a failed retirement. Definitely, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you take a million dollars, S&P down almost 20%, right? So now you're down to 800,000. You needed 4%. So that's what, $40,000 from the year before. So $40,000 in relationship to 800,000 is not 4%. You know, you're looking at, what's that, close to 5%. Mm-hmm. And then and then the cost of living has gone up, going back to rule number one, underestimating inflation. So now you're 40,000, you need maybe 41, 42,000. Yeah. Yeah. But nobody, but see, and and you know this as well as I do. I mean, we're working with people every single day that's in retirement, that is living off of the income that we send to them from their investments. Mo, how many times do we get a phone call throughout the year that says, Hey, let's reduce my spending. No. Okay. In comparison to Andrew, we need an additional distribution. Yeah. Something's come up. Something's come. And here's what, here's the other thing. Well, Andrew, you said I could live off of, you know, $50,000 a year for my investments. Yes. But that 50,000 was supposed to include everything, but most people don't. Right. So the 50,000 is great for living, but then they need an additional 10 grand for the new deck. Okay. But the cost of materials high. So let's call that 25 grand. Only reason I know is because I'm building a deck. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, that's life. That's life. Yeah. So, so don't, the point is, is don't be careful buying into all these, uh, you know, different, I'm just going to be bold and just call them lies. Okay. Let's be, let's be locked in and make sure that your money's working the way it should for you. Okay. And if you're sitting there right now, listening to this show, okay. And you're saying to yourself, you know what, these guys are pointing out some good points. You got to take the opportunity to check out the retirement readiness review. It is built for you. We created this whole system and process for people that listen to our TV show, radio show, things like that. So Feel comfortable, feel at peace. It's not a sales tactic. It's not a bait and switch. If you want access to see the direction you're headed with what you're doing right now, pick up the phone and call. Get access to the Retirement Readiness Review, a complimentary gift from Asset Management Group to you. Phone number here is 1-800-419-6164. 1-800-419-6164. 
Mo, what do we got coming up next? Uh, right, here we go. So the only constant in life is change. And with that in mind, we're sharing seven milestones to speak with your advisor about. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. It's Andrew Knight and Moise Baram here at Asset Management Group. I kind of really enunciated that one. <laughs> every letter, every. <laughs> oh, listen, Asset Management Group, we're located in the state of Georgia. I have offices in Alabama, but get the opportunity to literally work with clients all over the country, uh, both with our uh firm here, local asset management group, but also our virtual platform, Cloudvestors. And uh, what an opportunity is to just serve people and make sure that they're making the right decision, which is once again, the reiteration of this show, the attempt to get you guys accurate information on what you're doing to make sure you're making the right decision going forward to support your financial well-being, whether you're a do-it-yourself or a work with another financial advisor, this show is intended to help you. And that's the key. Yeah. Um, we had a great time the other day at the Pelham Rec Center and Homewood Library. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was a great audience. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for showing up. But yeah, it's one of those uh, workshops and education sessions that you talked about that we did. Maybe before uh, before we get off today's show, we can talk about maybe some upcoming uh, events yeah. or at least point people in the right direction, um, because I think we're going to be in Alabama in uh, within the next week or two. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we got to schedule out for the whole year. You can check them out. Um, all right. Mo, t- Mo talked about uh, in this segment, we were going to talk uh, some information on seven milestones uh, to speak with your financial advisor about, but he's jumping the gun, okay? <laughs> because we talked about 10 mistakes and we only got through three, okay? So before we're going to get to what he wants to talk about, I want to finish what I want to talk about. All right, all right. It's a give and take here. Okay, yeah, it's a give and take. So we're, we're talking about the top 10 mistakes people make planning for retirement. We hit uh, underestimating the impact of inflation. That's become a new world and, and, and a new life we have to deal with. Underestimating how long someone will live, overestimating investment income, uh, kind of buying into all these false truths, if you will. Um, what's the next one? Being too conservative with your investments. You know, I, I think one of the the uh, the myths that I see uh, often or hear often is that as you approach retirement, and this is a blanket statement that I hear from everyone, as I get closer to retirement and, and as I'm in retirement, I need to be conservative with the way I invest my money. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a, a, a blanket statement that should really be revisited by everyone listening. Yeah, be careful with that though, Mo, because I'm thinking people are saying that that's exactly what I wish I would have done in year 2022. So how does how does a listener right now take that statement and be confident with what what you're trying to say? Well, I would say first and foremost, I I, I would say first age in my opinion and I think in a firm's opinion doesn't necessarily equate to a decision of where how much risk you take inside your portfolio. Mm-hmm. I think it it really is based off of the pressure point between how much income you need in relationship to how many how much assets you have and if there's a gap in between how much you need what's the pressure point between like i'd say a distribution from your assets to to fill in that gap so so what you're saying is is as someone ages now the the literally you guys that are right now listening to the show 
Maybe you're in your 60s and you're thinking your entire life, I've been told, get more conservative with the older I get. It's not that you shouldn't. It's just that your age really doesn't play that big of a factor into determining the risk. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And yes, listen, last year, we all wish we were more conservative. Let's just be honest, right? Hindsight, you know, in our industry, we're like anybody else. You would look back in the rearview mirror. We, we all know exactly what we should have did and how we should have handled it. Um, last year was a challenging year, but that doesn't mean you hit the brakes in your investment approach and just get ultra conservative. Okay. Uh, like most talking about your risk is determined by a plan. And if you don't have one, I would say that your investment strategy has no clue where it's headed. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that would be a, a bold statement, but I think it's true. That's right. Yeah. So, all right. Number five, setting unrealistic return expectation. I love this one. Listen, I'm a, <clears throat> Poor Dave Ramsey. Okay, I'm a Dave Ramsey guy. I like Dave Ramsey. I love the fact that he gives out good information. It's not always accurate uh, because he's not a licensed financial advisor, but he gives out good information that the majority of people can take to heart and apply to their life. Totally get it. Basic principles. I love it. With that said, uh, a lot of people, because we've been we've been endorsed by his firm in the past. Um, and I'm not just picking on him. I'm talking about, you know, Clark Howard, Tony Robbins, you know, anybody, right? They get into this rhythm of expecting unrealistic expectations. And a lot of times this is due because of uh, just the last decade. Most investment firms, Mo, and we know this, only report the last seven, eight, 10 years of performance. Well, the last 10 years have been pretty darn good. Really great. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, I don't even think they account for a negative year until last year. You know, you look at like 2010 to 2020 or 2010 to 2021. Where's your where's your negative year? Yeah. You know, yeah, maybe a little bit of volatility in 20, what, 18, 18. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's but not it. much. Yeah. So the average return on most of your accounts that you're looking at is saying, hey, you know, we're averaging 15 percent. We're averaging 12 percent, 13 percent. And our concern with that is, is if you go into retirement and you're expecting an average rate at those levels, you're going to set yourself up for failure. Yeah, listen, the, the survey says that uh, average clients are expecting returns north of 17% above inflation. And even the financial advisors themselves were expecting 7% above inflation mm. on average, you know. And so that's the risk you're taking in your, port, in your plan. If you're building a, a you got to think about what average is, right? Average doesn't necessarily mean um, the yield, right? So that's not that you're getting 8% every single year or 17.5% every single year, right? It's an average. So there may be some down years in that average. But if you're expecting, I think if you're building a plan where you're consistently hitting double digit targets every single year, uh, kind of goes back to the risk, right? Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're going to be too conservative in your investments, you know, where are you investing to get an average rate of return of 16, 17%? Yeah. And I would say this too, uh, don't forget that the S&P 500, which most of you are aware of, right? Because it's on your phone, it's on your Apple devices, it's it's listed everywhere as a, a way of measuring performance of the of the stock market here in the U.S. Um, its average return plus inflation is six point eight percent, six point eight. Okay, so you know, let's their, just their expectations almost three times more than the S and P five hundred. That's insane. Listen, to this so called balanced portfolio sixty percent stocks, forty percent bonds. The figure is less than five, less than five. Um, it's, it's kind of alarming. Yeah, really. I mean, and, and once again, I think, I, I don't think you guys and us are, I don't think you're just the victim of this. Okay. Of believing something that's not reality. I think advisors are too, you know, and you gotta be, you gotta be sure, sure and certain that your financial advisor isn't assuming something that's not true. You know, I, 
at least from our experience working with clients that have moved their money from many different firms, okay, firms that, uh, you know, publicize them w- themselves very well, may have great strategies, may have great historical performance, but they're teaching and training their customers to believe something that may not and likely won't be their future reality. And that is something that I can promise you here at Asset Management Group. I think the worst thing we could do is give someone an unfair and unrealistic expectation. Yeah. So I, w- I would boldly say if you're an advisor, if you're working with someone and, and they haven't, you know, stress test your plan for to factor in the losses of 2022 and future projections of your income needs during retirement, give us a call. Yeah, we'll do give that for call. you. Absolutely. We'll, we'll definitely knock it out with the with the uh, retirement readiness review. That number here is 1-800-419-6164, 1-800-419-6164. Pick up the phone and call. We'll definitely uh, be here waiting. I say we as in Mo and myself. We'll take the time to meet with you personally and get this knocked out. Uh, moving on to the next one, forgetting to factor health cost. Mm. Okay. Forgetting to factor health. Won't spend much time here, guys. Listen, you know and are fully aware health insurance is a major cost of retirement. Long-term care is a major issue. The average 65-year-old couple who retired in 2022 will need 315000 to cover future health care costs. Ooh. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. A lot of money. So, uh, it's it's just one of those things. Moving right along, number seven, failing to understand income sources. Mo, huge. That is huge. Uh, you know, when you start thinking about uh, the the I call it the three legged stool of your of one's income source during retirement, you may be looking at your pension if you're fortunate enough. You now we have a lot of. Uh, um, uh, teachers here with, uh, as uh, clients, uh, and we have those that are in the RSA, so they have good pensions. Federal employees, uh, federal employees that, that have a good pension, so they're lucky enough to be one of those few. But you know, your three-legged stool is your pension, your savings, right, and then it's Social Security. So those are kind of the three the three-legged stool as far as giving you and uh, supporting your income during retirement or, or providing a retirement income stream. Well, then again, we talked about how the private sector has replaced pensions with 401ks. And so many people are just uh, don't really have a, a understanding of where the income sources are going to come from during retirement. And so we talked about it before about claiming Social Security too early. You know, if you start taking Social Security at age 62, which is the earliest you can take for most people, you're already reducing your income or your potential income by 25 percent. Yeah. That haircut right there. That's crazy. That's crazy. Listen, um, those are that. That's a that is a huge point. Failing to understand your income source. Once again, it all goes together. And I'm going to say it. And I'm going to say it boldly. If you don't understand your income source, then you won't understand your income gap. Then you don't have a plan. And your investment strategy right now is headed in a direction that it doesn't even know it's going. Okay. However, could you, how could you ever have a good expectation on where you're headed financially if the, the basis, the foundation is not built? Quit building your walls before you fill in and, and firm up your foundation. You've got to understand the income sources. Uh, this is your every, I mean, this is your livelihood. We're talking about the rest of your life. It's right. important, guys. Have someone that cares about it as much as we do here at our firm. Uh, all right, I'm going to wrap up the three together because Mo's so anxious to get to his topic, and we're about <laughs> to run out of time in this segment. The last three that we did not talk about, relying too much on public benefits. Most individuals rely on Social Security to feel half up to 65% of their income in retirement. The reality is though, is before you guys ever agree to ever work with us, we're going to go put our best foot forward and do the retirement readiness review for you. We're going to do the homework. 
We're going to do the assignment and we're going to build up the foundation to earn your trust. To get access to this retirement readiness review, all you do is pick up the phone and call 1-800-419-6164, 1-800-419-6164. We are going to be right back after this short commercial break to finally cover what Mo is so excited to cover. <laughs> what do we got next, Mo? Oh, when you have a big life change, you may want to consider speaking with your spouse, doctor, attorney, or go to your social media page for advice. But there are plenty of life events that you should speak to your financial advisor about. So we'll talk about uh, seven milestones to speak to your advisor. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. Andrew Knight and Moise Parham here at Asset Management Group, a financial planning firm that has the privilege and honestly the honor to work with people all over the country, uh, not just here in Georgia and Alabama where we have most of our offices, but also with our uh, virtual firm, Cloudvestors, uh, a subsidiary that's that's really built to work with clients and, and once again gives us the avenue to work with clients all over. Uh, a fiduciary firm, mentioned that at the end, a fiduciary firm is important and here's why. You guys need to make sure that you're working with a financial advisor that's not just keeping your best interest first, okay? That's awesome. Everybody's focused on you. Everybody's making sure. There's many people that are keeping your best interest first, but they're still limited in the resources that they can provide to solve for your story, and that is a problem, okay? Listen, if you're going to build a house, you want to build with a builder that has the flexibility and the adaptability to use whatever material you would like to customize your home. Okay. So if you want to experience, sounds like speaking from experience, (laughs) Yeah. sorry, motivated about my remodel project. Excited, by the way, check us out on Instagram. My wife, Amy Nida, N-I-D-A has posted a uh, page about our remodel. Yeah. You guys got to check it out. See, give me some advice. Anyway, all right, back to the important part of the show, which is you and your financial story. And uh, we finished with, uh, what, 10, 10 mistakes that people make, um, and then we're moving right along to most topics. So, Mo, what do we got here? All right, so, you know, the, the reason this is important is because, you know, you might be thinking to yourself, okay, what is if – I, if I engage with a financial advisor, you know, I understand that they are helping me with my investments – um, and you know, building a, a retirement plan for me. But what's my what's my role in a relationship? Mm-hmm. And we always tell clients that your role in a relationship, for the most part, is to let us know if anything changes in your life, because we believe as a firm that your financial plan is a living and breathing um, document, living and breathing exercise. Where if anything changes, we'll handle the investment side. If anything happens with legislations and tax laws and tax rates and everything of that sort, we'll adjust our our plan accordingly. But you know your life better than us. So if anything changes in your life, let us know and we'll be able to determine whether we need to adjust your plan or not. So um, uh, something that might happen is a change of job or a loss of job, right? That's something that as your financial advisor, we need to know. Your financial advisor, if you're working with someone else, they need to know. And so for instance, if that happens, here comes a way for us to maybe take a look at your new company's benefits, your benefits package, what insurance should you be signing up for? How does your 401k plan work? Well, what should we be doing with your tax withholdings, right? So that happens when there is a new job or even if a loss of a job. So yeah, so something like that, um, uh, you should definitely pick up the phone, call your advisor and let them know if there's something that's changing your job, whether it's a loss of job or a, or a new job. Yeah, absolutely. What's uh, What's the next one? Getting married or divorced, uh, or loss of a spouse, or uh, 
you know, any type of change in marital status, I would say that that would obviously definitely make a change, right? If there is uh, any type of change in your marital he's status. Not, he's not recommending a change in your marriage. If there is a if change. If there is a change. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, no, beneficiaries would have to be changed, right? If you're divorced, you, could, you know, you, you may want to change the beneficiaries of some of your accounts. Uh, that's one of the big mistakes I've seen people do is they leave those. Uh, that's a huge mistake. You know, leave ex-spouses on mm-hmm. their accounts. That's a huge mistake. You know, honestly, most most people don't have, I would love to know the statistic, but I guess mo- most people probably don't have an estate plan put in place, number one. Number two, not only do they not have one, most of which do have one, don't update it. Right. Okay. And that is a terrible, terrible situation. And guys, it is awful when it happens, but unfortunately, it happens. I remember the first year uh, as an advisor uh, up in New York, um, there was a, a guy, in a, another advisor in our office was telling everyone about this story that his client passed away, got divorced, and they were changing his life insurance policy, the beneficiary in his life insurance policy, and they were going back and forth, back and forth, faxing him the forms, this is back in the days, faxing him the forms to change his beneficiary. He dropped dead in his office. His ex-wife got $3 million for his life insurance policy. His Crazy. current spouse got nothing. Crazy. I got a client who his father... Uh, obviously, you know, this, my client's older. And so his father was elderly and had, uh, had remarried like literally in his final passing years, like last two or three years, he was in his late eighties, had remarried to a, a little bit of a younger lady, younger gal. I think she was like in her seventies and they had had a, uh, will and a trust put in place. But because there's some distance in between my client and his father, he lived out in Arizona. Um, she was able to get some of the doc- legal documents changed, and literally just three years of marriage took this man's entire entire net worth and re re uh, directed the resources to her and her children. She ended up passing away literally six months after my client's father passed away, and in just that short time frame, all of the the wealth that was created and built for the family went to this lady and her sons. Mm. It's, it's wicked. And so, yeah, I mean, listen, uh, changes in life require changes in planning. That's right. Okay. You know, we, we talk about planning, planning. Um, there's several different pieces to the puzzle, several different, uh, you know, elements that play a part of a financial plan and it takes two parties. It takes the financial firm asset management group, us, as well as our clients, we have an expectation. Maybe, maybe your advisor doesn't, or maybe you do it on yourself, but but we have an expectation for our clients to play a share value in their story. Right. Okay. Meaning that, uh, you know, listen, as market conditions change, we are the responsible party. You guys have looked to us to invest the money, to make the changes, to change the allocation, to restructure the exposure from an asset class or a sector perspective. Uh, to, to take into consideration tax law changes, to take into consideration the recent Secure 2.0 change. But that's our responsibility. But like most talking about what happens when a job loss happens? What happens when a marriage is, is suffering and struggling? What happens when someone passes away or an inheritance is received mm-hmm. or an increase in pay is received? It's a joint effort. And, and so that information needs to be brought to the table, reassessed, restructured into the plan, and then get back to the grindstone. 
Yeah, yeah, no, you couldn't say any better. You know, uh, another thing that changes going back with the state planning is, um, you know, caring for parents. You know, mm. if that is something that is, that is, that wasn't part of the plan originally, that is something that as an advisor should know because you, we've seen a lot of people that are stuck in the sandwich generation, right? Where you know, if you think about a sandwich, you have you know two 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 pieces of bread and some meat in the middle. Well, think about it. It's the sandwich generation is you are taking care of your kids financially. And then now you may be in a position where you're taking care of the generation above you, your kid, your parents. And so now you're stuck in the middle trying to figure out, you know, your dollars, your resources, how do you allocate them properly to, you know, to protect yourself and your family, your kids and your parents. So, you know, if that becomes a situation where all of a sudden you're playing either the role of a caretaker physically or taking care of a role, a, a caretaker financially, let your financial advisor know. If there's been any change to the time frame when you're planning to retire, let us know. Yeah. Now, if if when we start the conversation, if the if the goal was to retire at age 65, and then all of a sudden, you know, with great market investments, with some decisions to pay off liability, with you know whatever whatever the reasoning may be, if that decision has now changed to let's call it age 60, call it age 62, or even later, now we want to defer to age 70. If there's been any change in that retirement in that retirement end date, let us know because that's when we're going to start talking about the decisions of healthcare, when to when to uh, file for social security, distributing from your assets. So yeah, those are another key areas, a key milestones to let us know. Which means which means when most talking about let us know, you gotta have a relationship with someone that you're comfortable with communicating fluidly like that with. Right. Meaning that if you do work with a financial advisor, I think one of the criteria is before you hire anybody, or if you're in a relationship with somebody, you gotta ask yourself the question, is this someone that I feel like I have a constant contact with? Is it someone I feel like I can go to and communicate with effectively about me, my life? My, this is personal conversation, right? right? And what we do is, is I mean, it's, it's a personal life deal here. Okay. So you got to make sure that you're comfortable to, to communicate like that, like that style of communication with someone here at our firm. Um, our focus is always enhancing uh, our customers and clients ability to communicate. One of the things that we just did is basically created a two way uh, a source of communication. One of them being we added on a, on top of just calling the firm or sending emails. Uh, we also now added on a new chat service, a texting service where, where our clients have the ability to at any point in time, maybe they're in a meeting, maybe they're stuck at work, maybe they're just doing their thing and they think of something that they need to send a quick question on. Now they have the ability to do so. And the text goes throughout our whole team and we can address it effectively and quickly. Um, another way that we created for, for our ability to communicate with them was creating a source through a private client podcast, a private client podcast that, that Mo and I do on a weekly basis. So, you know, those are the things that you need to be thinking about when you're hiring a financial advisor or you're currently working with one, reassess y'all's lines of communication, make sure that they're effective. And if they're not, and you enjoy the, the, the gentleman or female who you work with, figure out a way to open up those lines of communication. I think it's important. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, this is the person that you're, or the team that you're entrusted with your financial future. So you should be able to have, you know, these conversations, these open and honest conversations, you know, such as, you know, the birth of a new child. You know, that's something that your advisor should definitely. In know. retirement, you, you <laughs> should definitely let your advisor know. <laughs> Again, that can change your overall retirement plan. So, right. Uh, but yeah, or, or, you know, maybe, maybe not the birth of a new child, but maybe let's say, um, adoption of a grandchild 
Yeah. Right. Maybe Huge. a grandchild has, has come into the house and is now you're playing a more of a financial role and a caretaker role to uh, to your grandchild. So just definitely let your advisor know. Um, in addition to that, you know, this may not be the most comfortable, uh, but the reality is health health can decline as we get older. And if there is a decline in health, uh, physically, mentally, you definitely want to let your advisor know. Um, and that's why it's very important for us to, if there's a married couple, uh, we know both spouses. Yeah. Because if you, there may not, if I'm talking about a mental issue, there may be, you know, you may not have the mental capacity at that point to, to reach out to your advisor. But mm-hmm. as long as your spouse knows who to talk to, they can reach out to us. Yeah. And you want to set that up, that relationship up soon enough. Because obviously you don't, you know, at a, at a season of life where you're getting older and you've waited and now you're having to just make a leap of faith to trust somebody, it, it's to me, it would be so much better to have a relationship that you've invested in for, you know, 5, 10, 15 plus years, like some of our clients. And, and, you know, now they know there's no second guessing. There's no concerns or questions. They know that as they get older, that if they, you know, go to that season of life where their health just doesn't support their ability to to think the way that they used to think and process, that they can still look at their same advisor and say, you know what, I'm I'm good. I don't understand it all, but I'm okay. And I think that's 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 very important. Yeah. Start the relationship soon enough. Listen, if you don't have one, or if you're trying to figure out if what you're doing is the right thing to do, or you're trying to figure out if you're going to be able to retire or stay retired, then what I would recommend to you right now is pick up the phone and call 1-800-419-6164, 1-800-419-6164. I'll mention it again. You do not have to feel that this is a bait and switch or some type of sales tactic. Uh, our goal here at Asset Management Group is to simply do well by others. And it's always been our case where everything works out for itself. We just want to help. And give us that opportunity if you need it. And if you don't, don't. Number here, once again, is 1-800-419-6164. We're going to wrap it up with one more segment. One of my favorites. Mo, what do we got next? Uh, We have questions from the audience. So we're going to answer those when we get back. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. Andrew Nida, Moise Param. Uh, national champions here, supporters of the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> for all of my, for all of our Alabama clients and Alabama friends, I just want you to know we love you. We love you, and that doesn't change anything. And um, for all my Gator fans, uh, we are. I'm with you. I'm with you. Supporting the Gators. Supporting the Gators. And all of my don't ten- turn off anybody. All my Tennessee friends. No, <laughs> listen. No, uh, just playing around here a little bit, but it's true. In fact, uh, we did win. No, I'm just playing. Okay, so uh, let's move on to the last part of the show, which we're just going to basically drop in some of these questions that you guys have sent us over this past week, and we appreciate you being involved and taking the time to submit your questions. Uh, it's always a, a a privilege to kind of make it more personal and jump into your story. So, Mo, do you have the you got the first question we want to jump into? Yeah, yeah, I've got. Uh, uh, Kirk from Chelsea, and he's Kirk says, I'm almost 40, and between my wife and I, we have 300000 in different retirement accounts. Mm-hmm. Our combined income is 160000 and we save 20% uh, a year currently. 
Retirement is something I've always been anxious about because I grew up with a lot without a lot of money and have older relatives in their six, late 60s who have never been able to retire or get stuck working menial jobs to afford groceries. My goal is to be able to walk away from work at 62 if I want. Do it. Yeah. Go, so that's go more knock a, it down, Kurt. I, yeah. I love the mission. I love the goal. Man, you're killing it. And I think that's incredible. 40 years old. Uh, here's, here's, here's the first things that kind of come to mind. Number one is you're young. Okay. Time is of essence for sure, but time is on your side. All right. Um, if your health holds up your ability to create income at the rate in which you and your household are at $160,000 a year, uh, being that you're 40 years old and you still have another 22 years left, 21 years left, uh, man, you're going to be in a good spot. Um, now, obviously, what matters more is how much money you need. Okay, it seems like you're creating the wealth, so obviously mm-hmm. the outflow is important. Uh, you want to make sure that that's going to always stay in 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 a good, healthy place. Uh, but I would say that hey, if you're currently, uh, you know, obviously after paying taxes, you're saving 20 percent of your income. That's huge. I would say that your spending is probably within a reasonable level. And I'm assuming being that you're 40 years old, you likely could still have children in the house. And so your costs today are probably higher than what they will be as we transition over the next decade. So there's a few things that come to mind. Um, number one, handle, handle the cost today. Make sure there's no debt on the table. And in the next 10 years, you want to continue to save like you are with the anticipation of your cash flow really freeing up between the ages of 50 and 62. I love, absolutely love that decade for most people. For most people, uh, hitting the grindstone from 50 to 62 is where you're going to create a good majority of the wealth. Um, Just because many stories that we're in front of, they're, they're outside of those child raising years, college is now behind them, we hope, house is finally paid off, you know, you're 50, 51 years old, and now you're like, man, listen, I'm making more money than I ever have, and I've got less expenses than I ever have, okay? I think that's, I think that's why, um, you know, the retirement account contributions, there's a catch-up provision at age 50, because it kind of lines up with some, with some mm-hmm. of that cash flow that was being used for kids has just been freed up. That's exactly right. That's a very good point, which which will bring me to my next one, which is uh, where we're going to save. Where do we save over the next 22 years, Kirk? And I think that's important. If you're going to put 20 percent back, that's a significant amount of money. Where do we put it back to? So obviously, the first one is let's go get the match, right? Right. Yeah. So let's get the match matching contribution, which is uh, there's some changes there uh, as a result of the CARES Act to Secure, Secure Act. Secure Act 2.0. You love saying that. <laughs> Please forgive me. Maybe I, maybe I need to be cared for. I hope my wife is listening. Um, Secure Act 2.0. Yeah, so there's some changes there. We'll be releasing continuously on this show, just kind of updating you guys with the changes. But one of them is the ability to uh, you know, put more money back in those Roth 401ks. Uh, and so if you're going to save, to me, if your household brings home 160000 I really like the Roth option here. I do too. Okay. Go ahead and put as much money back as you possibly can into the Roth. That means for you yourself, look at the, consider the Roth 401k. If you hit the cap, the max, which you will at 20%, go ahead and shift it to your spouse. Let her put back as much as she can in her Roth 401k or vice versa, depending on who's the primary income earner is. Um, and then from there, you guys can still fund traditional Roth IRAs. 
Okay. I, I would literally live and breathe in those accounts, create as much tax free wealth as possible, and then maybe move to like a liquidity, building liquidity. Yeah, yeah, a brokerage account uh, that uh, that allows you to take act to, to have access to these funds. You know, again, we are limited, right? We're limited with our four hundred one k contributions. We're limited to the Roth uh, IRA contributions, but we're not limited to the amount that we can put in brokerage accounts. So after we've stuffed the Roths uh, and we stay still discretionary income, you know, these brokerage accounts are you know a great a great ways for us to have access and tap into these accounts, maybe even prior to retirement, but even through retirement. That's huge. I yeah. think it's I think you're in a good spot, Kirk. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one of these additional question to Mo. Okay. Okay. To wrap up the show, uh, this is timely too. Victoria, Victoria in Roswell, Georgia says I've retired at the end of 2022, but still have room within the 2022 annual contribution limit to contribute toward my Roth. Although I'm not going to be earning any income in 2023, can I still make that contribution? Uh, great question, Victoria, and a happy retirement. And the answer to that question is yes, because you are retired because you're um, the contributions that you're making are for the year 2022 when you did have earned income. So yes, you are able to contribute to the Roth. And uh, again, uh, not sure how old you are if you're retired. I'm assuming uh, that you're over uh, the age of 50. So um, you can still put 70, uh, no, 7,000 into the Roth, 7,500 uh, for this year, put 7,000 into the Roth for last year. So go ahead, um, fund it. And uh, congratulations on retiring. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations. And, and off to a great retirement. Make sure you have a plan in place that you're confident with Victoria. And if you're not, make sure you give us a call. And that goes for everybody on the show. Listen, we appreciate you taking the time to stay with us uh, this week on our radio show, Your Retirement Untangled. Untangling uh, the, all the messiness that goes along with the financial world and your finances to ensure that you're on a direct path to a successful retirement. We'll make the offer one more time. If you're not confident in where you're headed, pick up the phone and call. It's 1-800-419-6164. 1-800-419-6164. That number when you call could be uh, sent straight to a voicemail or go ahead. You may get somebody on the line and they'll schedule you. Either way, here's what I want you to know. Mo and I are ready. We are the two individuals that are going to take the time to communicate with you as soon as you reach out. Uh, we will be the ones following up. Uh, we're not going to trade you off to someone else here at the team, although everybody here at Asset Management Group is great. Because you're reaching out, uh, listening to us, we want to be sure that we take the time to invest in you. Once again, the number is 1-800-419-6164. To all of you, have an awesome, incredible week, and uh, we're always here if you need us. Take care. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Param provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company or enter offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.